Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. How's it going, Giants fans? Coming off of that tie, I guess is the best way to put it. I feel empty inside after a tie. I feel like ties in football should not be allowed. They should have like a, maybe a kicking competition or something something to figure out who wins these games, anything, because that walking away from that game as a tie, it just feels so just debilitating. It just feels so like nothing. I don't get it. I just, I feel like I just wasted four hours of my life watching that nonsense. And we're going to talk about how the giants put together a shit show of an offensive performance. Defense came to play yet again, but once again, the offense seems to have just lost all sense of logic, making dumb decisions, um, not being able to move the football, trying to get too creative and tricky when they didn't need to in short yardage situations. We're going to discuss all of this. I kind of feel I'm just pissed, honestly. I feel like that was a win for us, and we managed to find a way not to win. And mainly it was because Brian Dable was not as aggressive as he usually is. And I think that's ultimately what happened in this game. They played to tie, they played to like tie, or they played conservatively, and they ended up tying because of it it's just a weird situation anthony how are you feeling after this game i, I definitely like i'm kind of at a loss for words because now just like annoyed i am the fact that we blew so many opportunities down the stretch yeah i'm also disappointed i think that's how i'm feeling right now i'm not really at a loss for words because i kind of have a lot to say i think that this was a total implosion by the new york giants i mean they outscored washington 20 to 3 at one point in this game they went on a 20 to 3 run and then they also had a 10-point lead, which the Giants basically never have. They're always playing from behind and picking up clutch wins down the stretch. But this was the one time where they commanded a game against the Commanders, and they really had an opportunity to put this game away multiple different times. They had many opportunities down the stretch there in the second half, and they squandered every single opportunity that they had. It was unbelievable. Anytime they had a chance to finish it, they just couldn't do it. And it ends in a tie because of that. You know what? I'll say Wink Martindale made some plays down the stretch to put the offense in position. Some huge third down stops from the Giants defense. They played pretty great in my eyes. They held Washington to 20 points. Kayvon Thibodeau had a clutch sack towards the end. Uh, there was a great third down stop where, where Wink Martindale sent the house. Giants got the ball back. What did they do with it? Diddly squat. They did nothing. The Giants just kept sitting on their hands and blowing every opportunity that they had. So I'm really frustrated by this game. It's a, it's a tie, but it feels like a loss because this was an easy win for the Giants if they just executed and played better football down the stretch because they had this game in the bag and then they fumbled it and then ended in a tie. And they're lucky that it ended in a tie and that the Giants didn't come away with a loss that pretty much would have damned their season at this point if you look at their schedule. So this was a must-win game for the Giants going into it. They didn't come away with the win, but thank God neither did the Commanders because if the Commanders won this game, it's a really, really huge loss for the Giants who would then be in fourth place. But right now, the Giants still technically in the playoff picture, and they are in third place in the NFC East. This will be a huge tiebreaker once we start talking about the playoff football picture over the next few weeks. But again, this is a game that the Giants should have won, and they have no excuses for failing to come away with the victory. Yeah, I think that we need to have a realistic discussion about Mike Kafka right now and the play calling on the offensive side of the football, right? That second quarter, the Giants looked good. They put up, you know, 13 points there, and then um, they scored a touchdown right in the third quarter right off the bat, and then nothing. Nothing in the fourth quarter, nothing in overtime. Suddenly, the running game wasn't going. The Daniel Jones was taking unnecessary risks. Like, why did he – and, and 
for the record, Darius Slayton, who I we've praised a lot for what he's contributed lately, needs to catch that pass that he ends up dropping. That's probably the play that wins the game for us if he makes that play. Instead, it's a three and out. You get the taunting penalty penalty by John Feliciano, and a lot of people, you know, on Twitter, were like kind of debating whether or not you know he was flexing, uh, you know, towards Darius Slayton. I mean, guys, he walked right up to three commanders and flexed in their face. I don't give a shit if he was looking at Darius Slayton. He flexed in their faces, and his bicep hit a commander in the head. You're going to get called for that every single time. Do I think it's soft? Absolutely. I think it's soft as hell that the, that the NFL – I mean, these guys are hitting each other for a living, and he, they can't even flex after a play, after a good play. It's ridiculous. It's soft as hell. It's bullshit. End of the day, though – it's it's a play it's it's a decision you can't make. Brian Dable reamed him out on the bench for doing that. Ends up being a huge part in that game and ends up probably resulting in that tie. Um, those are the mental mistakes you cannot make. You cannot do stuff like that. Winning football teams do not make those mistakes. So Feliciano has to take responsibility for that, in my opinion. Even though I think that it's soft to begin with, that you know they call those type of things. Um, with that being said, Mike Kafka's play calling Anthony. I think that they did a really like spotty job uh running the football today saquon had a couple of decent runs but otherwise three and a half yards per carry daniel jones led the team with 13 carries 71 yards five and a half um per carry you know they they made some weird decisions like at the end of that half when you know rather i think it was in the second quarter they decided not to take a shot at the end zone instead they run the football daniel jones and it goes nowhere there's no open space i i think that they should have been more aggressive take a shot in the end zone um, it would have been fourth down anyway if it goes incomplete. And then, you know, you just, you know, you you kick the field goal and you get three points anyway. Instead, they ran the football and it just didn't result in anything. It was just a weird play, in my opinion. And I didn't really like the play calling in terms of the lack of aggression. Um, when you're looking at how the Giants looked on offense today, how are you feeling about it? I know you kind of mentioned before that you feel as though they played to kind of lose. They didn't really play to win today. And we've seen the Giants, when they were winning games earlier this season, they were being aggressive. They were going forward on fourth down. They were taking shots in the end zone. They were doing everything they needed to do today. It felt like they were just playing too conservative, and I think it ended up resulting in, in you know, a tie because of that. Yeah, I, I was not a fan of the play calling for my calf guy. I thought that the offense played really poorly today. They managed to score 20 points, but there was a time in this game where the Giants were in the driver's seat and really should have finished the game with over 30 points. I mean, they had 20 points pretty much midway through the third quarter. They had plenty of time to keep their foot on the gas, go out there and pick up 10 more points and finally reach 30 points, but the Giants haven't done in like years, eons at this point. It's been so long since the Giants offense has reached 30 points, multiple coaching staffs and multiple regimes, and the Giants can't figure out a way to get it done. And they had the opportunity to do that today if they would have just executed some better drives and gotten some points. Really, all they needed was an extra field goal here or there and they win this game it doesn't need to go into overtime if Graham Gano is able to extend that lead to 13 rather than 10 but that's where that 15 yard penalty from sports like conduct comes into play ultimately that pulled the Giants way too far out of field goal range and that kind of damned them right there because if Graham Gano is able to put three more points on the scoreboard that's a 13 point game it's a it's a much easier uh way to basically fumble your way to a win for the Giants rather than fumble your way to a tie when you have those extra three points on the scoreboard so again Taking only what Mike Kafka did today, he didn't do a whole lot in my eyes. I think that there were some decent plays and some decent play calls. But overall, the Giants are not going to get back to winning games as long as we keep exiting these games with Daniel Jones as the leading rusher. Yeah, Daniel Jones is doing a great job moving the football with his legs. Very proud of him for that. Great job, Daniel. Keep it up. But Saquon Barkley, where are you? You need to step up to the plate. Saquon is not getting the looks that he was early in the season because people are realizing he is the focal point of the offense and he is going to be the guy that gets called upon to make those big plays. 
but I also just don't think he's rushing with as much passion and power as he was in the first few weeks of the season, whether that be he's fatigued from too many uh, 30 plus handoff games or whatever the case might be. There was only one play uh, toward the end of the game where he really put his shoulder down on the sideline and gained some extra yardage, but that had to be because one of the coaches told him to do that because earlier in the game, he catches a little swing pass and he only gains two yards on the play, walks out of bounds with a cornerback on him. Like it's a cornerback. You have 75 extra pounds on that man. Put your shoulder down, gain the extra five yards and make it second and manageable, third and manageable. Saquon Barkley just hasn't been doing that over the past few weeks like he was early in the season, running with that power and passion to gain those extra yardage. And I also don't think that the coaching staff has really used him properly in recent weeks. The first few weeks of the season, yes, absolutely. But in more recent weeks, we're not seeing him having those big rushing lanes that he's been getting or he was getting in the first few weeks of the season. And we're also not seeing him utilize in the receiving game nearly enough. So I don't like the way that Saquon Barkley has been utilized, but I also don't really like the way that he's been playing with the ball in his hands. I don't think that he's been that difference maker that he was to start off the year. And the Giants are missing that from their offense. But Mike Kafka also just called a really sloppy, poorly put together game plan today. So for the first portion of the game, the problem was the fact that the Giants don't want to push the ball downfield. Every pass was going short of the sticks. Then in the most clutch moments, he just calls three 40 yard bombs for Daniel Jones to throw downfield. All right. So he, he connects on one of them, but Darius Slayton drops it. So then they do it again, but you pretty much just squandered an entire opportunity to actually put together a drive, get Daniel Jones in rhythm. Daniel Jones is a rhythm quarterback. We all understand that. Mike Kafka should understand that too. You got to get the man in a rhythm, get him moving the ball downfield, play a tempo offense. Don't just have him chuck it deep every single play on a drive and expect that to work. That's not how DJ plays. So I don't know. There's just so much to dive into here with what Mike Kafka did wrong today in my eyes, whether it be a third and short that the Giants easily could have converted, but Mike Kafka just wants to get too cute. And then he squanders that opportunity and the Giants end up punting or just taking a field goal like they did at the end of the first half. That was just plain stupid to me that the Giants didn't take a single shot into the end zone to just run the ball there and then immediately go ahead and spike it. Like, what did they run the ball for? Unless you were going into the end zone, you're not running into the end zone in that situation on the goal line from a zone read like that. That's a very rare possibility. And the Giants pretty much just said, we're going to move the ball up one yard closer for a field goal. Like that was necessary. That was just another opportunity in this game squandered by the Giants like so many of them were. Third and short opportunities. Kafka, that zone read with Richie James running into Saquon. I can go on and on and on. But at the end of the day, the main point here is that Mike Kafka really squandered this game. The offense didn't put it together. They had their opportunities squandered them all. Saquon Barkley didn't show up to play. I think Daniel Jones played fine. I don't know about you, Alex, but he he seemed to throw the ball well to me, but Mike Kafka didn't do anything to help his quarterback out and help him get the win. Uh, look, Daniel Jones, this was not on Daniel Jones, guys. He was 25 for 31, 200 yards, big drop by Slayton down the stretch there. He has no receivers to begin with, 200 yards and a touchdown, 71 yards on the ground. I mean, what more could you ask Daniel Jones to do with an offensive line that looks like Swiss cheese and receivers that barely have legs? But for the record, shout out to Isaiah Hodgins, who actually looked pretty solid today. Finished with five receptions for 44 yards and a touchdown. I really like Isaiah Hodgins. I think he's a keeper. Um, I, I also think Slayton's a keeper for what it's worth. I just think that he has those drops show up very frequently. And unfortunately, it's just part of living with um, his style of play. It's like a, a boom or bust type of situation. And then, you know, Bellinger came in, made, made some decent plays. But, you know, he also had two penalties, I believe. So, you know, first game back, obviously a little bit of a tough situation. Defensively, Julian Love, extend the shit out of that guy. Extend Julian Love. ASAP. That guy was all over the football field today. 12 total tackles, a tackle for a loss, 
him and Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence had nine tackles, two quarterback hits, a tackle for loss, and a sack. He was a freaking monster. Right now, I mean, even, even Jonathan Vilma was saying during the broadcast that he thinks that Dexter Lawrence is the best interior defensive tackle in football right now. Um, I mean, the guy is a monster. That, thank God we have him on a fifth-year option. He's such an important part of this defense. But him and Julian Love both deserve contract extensions. But that's secondary, man. Zion Gilbert, Nick McLeod. Actually, Nick, Nick McLeod had a pretty good game for what it's worth. Two passes defended, eight tackles. But Zion Gilbert, like, single-handedly let Washington march down the field for that game-tying touchdown. Kayvon Thibodeau, two quarterback hits. He had a sack and a, and a tackle for a loss. He had that big sack at the end there. Um, you know, I really, really thought that Kayvon Thibodeau was electric today. Um, him, Julian Love, Dexter Lawrence were just fantastic. Um, and, and Aziz Ojolari, do not forget about him. He had a two strip sacks, two strip sacks. Um, and he had, he recovered one of them too. Or rather, Jad Ward had one of this one of the sacks, and Ojolari had one of them too. But Ojolari ended up recovering his, which was freaking awesome. He looked great. He was putting constant pressure um, on T Tyler Heineke. So I was really happy with the defensive performance today. I thought that they played very, very well, especially because the Giants continuously gave the ball back to Washington over and over and over again. And Richie James still scares the shit out of me every time that man touches the ball. I don't know how he caught that one at the end, but every time he returns a punt or catches a punt, I'm, I'm like literally like halfway out of the window ready to just flail my body onto the sidewalk because I just do not... I do, I do not trust the guy at all. I mean, it's 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 scary to watch him return punts right now. But this team, man, you know, we are a lot of pieces away from being a competent offense. I think our defense is standing up pretty impressively. Our pass rush showed up today big time. Um, they finished with, what, 10 quarterback hits in, in total. 10 quarterback hits, four passes defended in the secondary, five tackles for a loss, and five sacks. I mean, 10 quarterback hits and five sacks in one game and two, and two uh, fumbles forced is freaking awesome. That is an incredible uh, metric to, to know, and I think that that really stands out. Offensively, obviously, I thought Daniel Jones was fine. I don't think he was bad by any means. I don't think he was the catalyst for failure. I think that, he, in fact, he was one of the better players on that offense. Saquon Barkley's got to step up a little bit. I know a lot of this has to do with the offensive line and, and really just uh, Washington struggling, uh, rather Washington's defensive line being so good. That, I mean, you got Drawn Payne, you have some Montez Sweat, extremely elite-level players, um, and you know, it makes it really hard to run the football, so that that hurts the Giants' ability to move, move the chains. Um, but, you know, we have a lot of weaknesses, my friends. Nick Gates got his ass kicked, absolutely whopped at left guard today. Whopped. And I love Nick Gates. He's a better center than he is at left guard. And I think that next week, if Ben Bredesen can return, I think he takes over at center. Feliciano immediately gets benched. I think that's what should happen. Um, but for what it's worth, Nick Gates got just bench pressed all day long. Andrew Thomas played well enough. And I didn't see any Evan Neal problems either, which was a good sign. Evan Neal wasn't wasn't uh, in the middle of all the bad stuff. Mark Lewinsky, god-awful. God-awful. I, I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, he is now put himself ripe in the conversation of, we may need to find a new right guard next offseason because I do not trust him at all. I mean, he was just so bad in the first half. So, you know, Anthony, when you're looking at the offensive line specifically, what were your thoughts? Um, kind of weaknesses all around there. I, I was kind of disappointed to see how much I got beat up. Yeah, disappointing performance out of the offensive line. And honestly, my main takeaway would be the fact that the interior of the offensive line is just really bad right now. It's in shambles. Nick Gates is not playing good football. Now, we all love Nick Gates. He's a true leader for the team. It's an amazing story for him to come back and even be able to play on a football field one year after what happened to him. But he's getting worked out there. I saw him get bench press in a play where Saquon Barkley was tackled in the backfield and they didn't even tackle Saquon. They just tackled Nick Gates into Saquon. He just got shoved so far backwards. And that's happened routinely for Daniel Jones, where he just has his offensive lineman in his lap. As soon as the ball is snapped, 
that's kind of hard to get an offense going when you're playing with offensive line talent like that. You know, you can't really get the ball moving, get Daniel Jones comfortable in the pocket when he has offensive linemen falling at his feet every single play. So there's a lot of issues on that offensive line. Glowinski, as you mentioned as well, but I will say the tackles played pretty well. Andrew Thomas, not as elite as he was to start off the year in today's game, better than he was last week though. And I think that Evan Neal actually stepped in and played some pretty solid football today. So I liked what the tackles did, but everything on the interior it's a real mess right now. John Feliciano, not good. John Feliciano, you could argue that they should just cut him after what he did today with that taunting penalty that pretty much cost him the game, how poorly he played throughout the game, how he wasn't even playing well before this game when he was uh, playing earlier this season. Feliciano, man, not providing much of anything to the Giants offensive line right now. And Glowinski also playing poorly. Nick Gates playing poorly. Those three on the interior really damned the Giants offense in many different ways today and probably made life really difficult for Saquon Barkley as well. We know that they made it difficult for Daniel Jones, but I think there was also some rushing attempts that were supposed to go through the middle of the line and there was just no holes opening up for Saquon Barkley. He really didn't have much to work with for a lot of the game. So I criticize Saquon for not rushing as hard and not playing the best game, but he also isn't getting a lot of help from his offensive line or his play caller, Mike Kafka. So I think that the Giants did some good things with the play action to try and mitigate the pass rush of Washington and try and keep Daniel Jones clean. But overall, four sacks on the day, and it could have been a whole lot more if, if Daniel Jones didn't break out of a couple tackles and scramble for some yardage on plays where he was going to get sacked. So the offensive line needs to pick it up here down this home stretch. The Giants aren't making the playoffs unless the offensive line starts to play some better football and keep Daniel Jones clean and allow him to work in the pocket and win some of these games. Absolutely. I mean, that deflating game, my friends, very, very deflating. Would love to hear perspectives and opinions below in the YouTube comments, as always. Uh, I'm just kind of feeling a little bit empty inside after that. I feel like I wasted hours of my life watching that just abysmal performance on the offense in the second half and in overtime. We got to come back next week a lot better and, and, and score some points when it matters because that just, just can't happen. This is not not sustainable um, is the best way to put it. So always happy to hear your thoughts below in the YouTube comments. Make sure to like and subscribe. As always, my friends, enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode.